welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, your host, Ashling Daly. This week's guest is my own life coach, Rachel Smith. I don't own her, but she is my life coach. I am willing to share her. Rachel is a fantastic life coach. She's based in Dublin, and while I'm based in Cork, we do our coaching sessions via video call. It's really interesting how Rachel and I started working together. I was out walking one evening and I was thinking about my future and thinking about some goals I'd like to set for myself and I thought you know what I think I'd like to work with a life coach and help to get some clarity around goals and help to set and meet some new goals. So I decided I was going to look into it when I got home from my walk. When I got home from my walk I opened up Instagram and I had a private message in my inbox from Rachel Smith Coaching on Instagram. Make sure you check her out. And she was offering free 20 minute coaching calls and was wondering if I'd be interested. Talk about synchronicity. So I grabbed the opportunity with both hands, messaged Rachel back immediately, did the free coaching call the the following week and signed up for my next coaching call immediately. And we've been working together ever since. So that's probably four or five months ago. And Rachel has helped me so much um, in such a short space of time. She definitely has a client for life in me. So this week's episode is all about feeling stuck in a rut and some of the tools and strategies that you can use to get unstuck or to get out of a rut. So I think we can all get stuck in a rut at some point in our lives. So I think everybody can benefit from listening to this particular episode. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it with Rachel and make sure you check out Rachel on Instagram. She's at Rachel Smith Coaching or Rachel's website is rachelsmithcoaching.com. Enjoy. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me on the Thrive for Life podcast. I'm thrilled to have you on as a guest. I'm delighted to be speaking with you today. So you might tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into life coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, yeah, so my name is Rachel Smith and um, I'm my business is Rachel Smith Coaching. And um, really, I've been teaching actually as a primary school teacher for the last 16 years. It's something I always wanted to do and I absolutely love it. Um, I'm married now and I have three sons, Adam, Ryan and Luke. And um, unfortunately, I was brought to life coaching through a trauma, a personal trauma. Um, I lost my brother to suicide two years ago, March 2017. And um, to be honest with you, after that, I it was a very, very difficult time. And I really wanted to continue to live my life in the best possible way that I could, even after having gone through something really difficult. And uh, so what I decided to do was I decided to educate myself I listened to podcasts and I watched the TED talks I read books and I was really really hungry for finding out how I could still live with joy and live with gratitude and live and be happy for um, my husband and my kids and for myself um, and navigate through that pain that I'd experienced and um Really, I was in my car one day and I was listening to podcasts and I was more drawn to people who had difficulties and overcame them and and had very successful lives. And literally, the light bulb went off and it said to me, life coaching, this is what you're meant to do. 
and um, for a while before that I had a feeling that there was there was something in me that I needed to do but I, I wasn't sure what it was I couldn't put words on it and I had spoke to my husband and my family a few times and I said there's something else that I need to do but I don't know what it is and that day it literally went off like a light bulb and um, I enrolled in the course then the following February this was probably the, the November uh, December time and February I started the course last year and I got my diploma from the ILI and in September I qualified as a personal and business life coach. Wow so it all happened quite quickly did it? It really did I guess I'm, I'm 37 now and I guess once I hit my 30s and I had young children and there was a huge amount of change trying to balance work and looking after myself and home life and I started trying to discover how I could live in a more balanced and relaxed and a calm way and I was just really interested about you can change how you can how you think about things and you know you can change how you feel about yourself and about building confidence and feeling happy so I suppose I was definitely interested in personal development and I started to set goals for myself but really I never thought that I would um have a different direction in a career because I'm very lucky I love teaching so it's not a case of being in a job that isn't like I absolutely love teaching so there was no major push for me to do that but I guess after I lost my brother I really felt that I just wanted to take a different direction and possibly to help people and to give them tools that I used when I was struggling and also I really wanted people and I, I this is one of my passions is to help people to realize that they can still have a wonderful life even when terrible things happen to them that's really inspirational Rachel and of course I'm really sorry to hear about your brother but it, exactly. it's, it's incredible that your your outlook I suppose is incredible and totally inspirational there are a lot of people who could very easily retreat into themselves I guess after yeah. going through a tragedy like that so yeah you, you are a great um, example of how you can move on with your life. Obviously, you're going to carry that tragedy with you, no doubt, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And and that's not something you're going to forget about. But it's yeah. totally inspirational. Your you. outlook and your, your approach and the steps that you've taken to lead a positive life for yourself. So well done. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I mean, that's that, that's the thing. I mean, um, to be quite honest with you, maybe, you know, five or ten years ago, I would be complaining about the weather or complaining about work or complaining that I was too tired. And um, I believe that happiness is a choice and it's the way that you see things and it's, you know, having gratitude for all the things that you don't have. I mean, I could say, for example, oh, I lost my brother and, uh, you know, poor me and I feel sorry for myself. But I look at all the things that I do have. I have an amazing family. I have my health. I have great friends. I have um, so many adventures to look forward to. And that's what I choose. And don't get me wrong, Ashley, it's not always 100% happy, happy, you know, super duper all of the time. But it's definitely a choice. And I have now a toolbox of things that pull me up out of feeling low or down on myself. Um, There's certain practices that I use now that can help me to um, change my outlook or give me a bit of a lift. Amazing. I love it. Well done, Rachel. Thank you. Uh, So today we're going to focus on how to get out of a rut if you're feeling stuck in a rut. So if someone is feeling stuck in a rut, which is something that we all experience at some point in our lives, what are the telltale signs that you might be stuck in a rut? Yeah. 
and this is really really common with a lot of my clients um they will say things to me like i feel stuck in a rush i feel stale i feel overwhelmed i don't know what to do um, and it's that general feeling of the same thing day after day and, you know, living for the weekend and then the weekend comes and then, oh, it's Monday again. And it's that kind of feeling of that there's no movement. And how I see people, how they get stuck in a rut is because there's no growth and there's no movement and there's no change. So, for example, your body is very good at giving you signs. Um, if you're thirsty... Um, you know to have a drink of water if you feel hungry you know to get a drink or excuse me if you're hungry you know to get food if you're tired you need to sleep if you're feeling stale and stuck in your life you need to grow and you need to change and you need to learn something new we're always changing different things in our professional career or perhaps um, in our fitness but sometimes just personally as you know you don't want to be the same person in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s and just continue to live the same life day after day so it may mean something very very small like changing um you know finding a new ho hobby or finding um you know learning a new language or traveling to a different place or taking up a new sport and then it could mean something bigger like you want to move house or you want to change career or you want to train in something completely different but it's definitely a feeling that you're unsettled when you're in a rush um, and then within that if, if you're still not sure of what exactly it is um, I use something in coaching and it's called the wheel of life and there's it, it identifies different areas in our life like for example um, health and fitness is one area you can look at relationships you know relationships with your partner your family and your friends um, fun and creativity um, career and personal development and if you can look at all of those different aspects and say to yourself if you were to give maybe a score out of 10 and the area that you score the least um, so say for example 10 is I feel wonderful about this and one is I feel really bad about this if you could look at the score on that and say to yourself, well, actually, you know, in health and fitness, I feel, you know, I could score myself at a two. I really don't feel good at that. That's possibly a place to start to pull yourself out of the rut that you feel in. Okay. And what what are the most common sources of feeling stuck in a rut? Is it health and fitness or is it career? Or from your experience as a life coach, are there specific areas that seem to be the most common? Or is everyone different? <laughs> Um, it can be different for everybody. Um, I personally teach, I teach men and women, but I teach a huge amount of women who have children and who are stay-at-home mothers or working mothers. And really, it's just the overwhelm, I think, that, that they feel that they're stuck in a rut, that they feel they don't have enough time. They have washing to do and they have shopping and they have cleaning and they possibly have a job and, you know, they're trying to entertain their children. They're trying to make time for the husband. And they just feel that there's absolutely no time to take anything else on. And I may speak to them about setting goals and they're saying, you know, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. I don't have five minutes for myself. And this is where people get lost because really what happens, and especially to a lot of mammies, um, they put everybody else first and they put themselves last. And, you know, I mean, if you're putting everybody first, you're not going to have any energy for yourself. And, you know, I have this saying that, you know, everybody needs to give themselves at least a half an hour a day to recharge the batteries. And that can be whatever you're interested in yourself, whether it's reading a book, 
whether it's going for a walk, whether it's watching a bit of TV, whether it's um, listening to music, whether it's meditation, there's a huge amount of things that we can do to recharge our batteries. And when we start finding little pockets for ourselves throughout the day, that gives us then more energy to kind of say, okay, well, you know, I feel like maybe I could be a little bit more interested in this or, you know, maybe I'm spending a little bit too much time on social media. I mean, oftentimes people will say, oh God, you know, I don't have 20 minutes to go out for a walk, but yet they may have found themselves looking at their phone for two hours in the evening time. So it's really about having a look at your day um, having a look at what are you actually spending your time on and how can you carve out time just for you, um, you know, to make sure that you're looking after yourself as well. I mean, if you think about all of the things that you do for everybody else, um, what are you actually doing for yourself? Exactly. And you mentioned there about uh, some of your clients that are mothers and when you mention setting goals that they think it's outrageous and naturally because of time constraints and all of that. But what would be some of the realistic kind of goals that you might be helping your clients to set if they are busy mothers who feel like they have no time? What kind of goals could they set? Or Yeah, um, to be honest, I think a lot of the problem is, is that um, people have forgotten who they are. Mm-hmm. And they really don't know. I mean, when I, like, like I suppose I, I should explain the process of, of life coaching. Life coaching is very much looking at from the present into the future. So it's we look at where you are now and what are the things that you want to do to move yourself forward? What direction do you want to go in? Where do you want to be in one year time, in five years time, in 10 years time? Because if we continue to do the things that we're doing today, our lives are going to be exactly the same in a year's time or five years time so for example if somebody says I'm really unhappy in my job I don't know what to do about it but I don't have the time to do you know anything about it mm-hmm. if, you, if if that person continues to do nothing they'll still be in that job in five years time exactly so it's so it's really about saying to yourself you know and, and when I say goals and it doesn't have to be something massive it can be something small how are you going to move yourself forward so if you're in a, a job that you don't want to be in and for example perhaps you want to train as or you you know a, say a personal trainer or um a teacher or something like that so you know where I would start with was you know what's what are 10 things that you could do and I get the the um, clients to brainstorm things. Well, you know, we could talk about things like uh, looking up online courses, talk to someone who's doing that job already, listen to podcasts, um, go to a gym and talk to someone who's already doing that job. So it's about build, creating a list of things because when people think about actually making the leap, it seems too overwhelming. So they just jump back into where they are and just say, oh, no, I'm actually fine where I am. And then another two weeks or three weeks goes by and say, oh, God, you know, I actually still feel really unhappy. I want to change. And the whole idea of the leap seems overwhelming. Whereas what I try and get clients to do is to try and um, plot in tiny little action steps. Yeah, so breaking so, it down to make it more break manageable. Break it down to bite size, exactly. And, I mean, it, you know, so your task for today may literally be, um, you know, make a list of three... Um, people in the area that's doing a similar thing to me the next day it might be send those people an email so it can be very very small but um i guess when you find the things that you love and when you get to know the things that you love you'll find energy for it 
Um, I mean, when I started in the life coaching, um, you know, when I would read something about it, I would be so interested in it. My heart would be beating when I'd be at my training. I just had so much energy for it. And I knew I had tapped into something that I love. So perhaps it's before the, the person even starts to set the goals, it's really about connecting again with who they are, who they were before they had children, who they were before they got caught up in the day-to-day life and, the, you know, the, the rat race, as they call it, or, um, you know, just being overwhelmed with, with life. Who were they? What were the things that they enjoyed? And when they go back to that first, goal setting maybe two, three, four months down the line. Mm-hmm. So it's looking for things that light you up and uh, exactly, exactly. That bring and- you joy. Yeah, and this idea of following your passion, it can be quite scary for people because I certainly know myself, um, you know, five or six years ago, I remember somebody saying to me, oh God, you know, if I retire, I would have loads and loads of things that I wanted to do. And I remember saying to myself, God, what would I do if I retired? I don't really know what I like. I mean, my life was pretty much, it was great, but it was it really was a lot about going out the weekends, having a few drinks, meeting up with my friends, going to work. I didn't really know what I liked. And there was a whole process there of getting to know what lights me up, what are the things that I enjoy, where would I like to travel, how do I like to spend my free time. It wasn't what people on Instagram were doing or what they tell you you should be watching on the television or, you know, some of the things that I like are really nerdy things. Like I love walking around the library. I love browsing the library. I love reading cookbooks. I don't make anything from the cookbooks, but I love reading them. But it's, it was about actually listing down the things that I liked and that connected with me. Listen to songs that I used to enjoy from when I was younger. Um, so there's so many different things that you can do to find out about yourself. Brilliant. So if you've established the source of the rush, whether it's a relationship or career or whatever it is, what are the steps that you would take to get unstuck? So could you break it down in some way? What might be the first step that you would take? Would it be after you've established the source of the rush? Absolutely. So the first thing that I would do, the fact that um, somebody has established that they have, that they are stuck in a rush is fantastic because that means that they're beginning to become self-aware. Um, oftentimes people live in the rush and they don't realize and they don't they have everything that they wanted they have you know a nice house and a job they may be in a in a great relationship and um still they just feel unhappy but they're not sure why so the fact that you've realized that you're stuck in a rush is fantastic the second thing then that i would do is again connect with yourself find out who you are follow your curiosity forget about the passion follow the things that you're interested in um, and all that means is is that you know if if it, it, it's a process again of find you know if you were to go to a bookstore where would you go to in the bookstore what sort of things are you interested in so say for example it might be you know I'm really out of shape I feel really unhealthy what am I going to do okay so you've identified that you you feel unhealthy what sort of things are you interested in why do you want to get fit is it to lose weight for a wedding that's not really a good enough idea. Do you want to feel fit and healthy because you want to feel strong? You want to feel good about yourself? You want to feel confident? Um, you want to look after yourself? You want to nourish your body with good food? So what I'd say is, is identify what it is that you want to do and why do you want to do it? What is your why? Mm, so keep asking process. why, yeah. 
Why? So for example, I want to lose weight. Why? Because I feel unhealthy. Why? Because I'm not looking after myself. Why? Because I haven't got time. Why? Because I'm not making time. Exactly. And keep going until you get to the root of it. Exactly. Because then, you know, I'm just using the you know, the, the fitness thing, because it's, it's, a, it's a basic one that I guess we all struggle with from time to time. But it's just, um, it's about building momentum, about be, feeling confident about yourself. So say, for example, your goal might be, I want to run a 5k. So what are you going to do tomorrow in order to get yourself ready for a 5k in possibly three months time? Well, okay, I'm going to drink water. Well done. Okay, I'm going to watch what I'm eating. I'm going to cut down eating treats every day. Um, I'm going to look into a local running club. Um, I'm going to, uh, you know, listen to a podcast about uh, health and fitness. So there's loads and loads of very, very small little steps that you can do. And the thing about it is, is that once you've established goals and once you've reached goals and, and um, committed to your goals, you'll find a little ripple effect will come out through the other areas in your life as well because you'll start to build confidence. You'll start to find time for yourself. So possibly running a 5K might seem like a small thing, but that may lead you on to the next thing. You may say to yourself, well, you know, in January I wasn't a runner and now in March I've run 5K. What else can I do? Mm -hmm. What else can I make time for? You know, who are the people that I'm hanging around with? Are they people that inspire me? Are they people that lift me up and give me good ideas? Or are they people that I kind of, you know, I, I, they're not great for me to be around? So there's so many different things that I guess it's all about building confidence and feeling like, you, you know, you're, you're worthy of putting the time into these things. Exactly. So is setting goals one of the, the key steps that you would suggest if, if someone is stuck in a rut? Is it, is it a way forward and a way out or a way of getting unstuck to set new goals? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's 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 possibly where I would have started my own journey because I particularly remember coming across a lot of motivational speakers, and I love listening to um Pat Tivoli was one of the first guys in Ireland that I came across, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, you know, goal setters are for people that want to build businesses or run marathons or travel the world. I can't do that because I have I I had my one son at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, sure, it's okay. Sure, when they're 18, I'll go off and enjoy my own life. And then I said to myself, oh, hang on a second. You know, when they're that age, I'm going to be in my 50s. Am I going to spend the rest of my life really just, um, you know, watching them grow? And I remember saying to myself, well, how about I set something small? So it's about setting small steps for yourself and very, very small goals. And, you know, write these down. I mean, I have a practice every morning. I write down uh, my 10 goals that I aspire to and I write them down as if they already happened. So one of them is, is that I will um, have my own podcast. And possibly about two days later, myself and yourself arranged, I know it's your podcast, mm-hmm. but it's just that idea of, of saying to yourself, well, what is it that I really want in my life? Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's about writing it down and, you know, then you can break it down into the smaller steps. And like I say, if it becomes too overwhelming, you say to yourself, what's the one thing that I can do? And you can look at, you know... It, it depends on how you're feeling about things at the moment. You can look at the different relationships. Like I would have certain goals around my career, but I'd also have certain goals around my health and fitness as well. Um, and the thing about it is, is that you can't do everything all of the time. So pick one or two areas that you'd like to do. 
So, for example, one of them may be I'm looking to change career. And the other thing that I'd like to do is is I'd like to be um, a better mom. I'd like to spend my time better with my kids. I'd like to enjoy my children a little bit more. I'd like to put more time into my relationship. So it's not always about... um, things for yourself it can be things for your family or your friends and your relationships as well and you mentioned that you write your goals each morning as if they'd already happened could you explain that for the listeners yeah how, how would you write them down yeah I, I write I do a huge amount of writing actually and I love it I'm a big fan of lists and um I have a morning practice that I um and actually I haven't been doing it over the summer but I would definitely get back to it I do a little bit of exercise in the morning a little bit of of yoga maybe and then I will do 10 minutes meditation and then I will write down my goals and I got this from um Rachel Hollis who is a coach in America and she mentions writing down your dreams as if they've already happened Mm -hmm. so if you can see it if you can feel it if you know what it looks like you can aim towards it so one of my goals is, as I mentioned, is to have a podcast. Another one of my goals is is that I have written a best-selling book. And I will write it down like that. I have written a best-seller book. And throughout my meditations, I will visualize. I'll be like, well, what does that look like? Or, you know, what would it be like if I had a podcast? What would that what would that look like or what would I speak about who would I have on the podcast so it's about actually visualizing and thinking to yourself you know um what are the things that I want to aim for and you know if anybody read these like it's it's I'm totally reaching for the stars but why not exactly um because what I believe is is that these goals if it's 10 15 20 years time that they come about that's okay there's no timeline on this and sometimes I have certain months that I'm flying ahead with my goals and flying ahead with my businesses other times things may have happened I may have been unwell or you know I may have been busy with the kids so it's about taking your time but it's about having that vision and having that picture you know in 10 years time I want things to be different I want things to grow I want things to evolve and you know it can be the same for anybody at home Mm-hmm. And the reason I write them down is just, it makes me intentional about my day. It makes me um, focus on what I want to do so that when I have an hour of time in the evening time before the kids go to bed or, or sorry, when the children are in bed or in the morning time, I'm really, really focused. I'm not wasting time watching TV or scrolling on Instagram or, you know, doing chores in the house, which, yeah, they're important, but my stuff is important too. Exactly. And when you write down your goals in the morning, I think, I think throughout the day, <laughs> we have visitors. Sorry. We do, sorry about that. No problem. Um, so I think when you write down your goals in the morning as well, um, and you know, you're bringing them to, to the forefront of your mind throughout that day, I think you're, you've got a keener eye for seeing maybe opportunities or for seeing things that might help you towards those goals so it kind of Absolutely. it makes you a bit more aware so you know yeah. what we what we think about is what we bring about and um, what we focus on expands as well so I, yeah. I'm all for that for writing down the goals in the morning it's something I do myself and yeah. I find it so powerful and absolutely and then in the evening time as well um there's something 
something else that I do. Um, I, I have a journal that I, it, it was just a blank journal and I've tried loads and loads of different methods, but I basically chunk up the week. So I have a little um, square for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And I plot out my week on what it looks like so that I can pencil in um, different things. So if I know that I've got a busy Monday, I'll, you know, I'll make sure to set aside time on Tuesday for myself. Um, I have details of, say, chores I want to get done in the house. Um, it's, it's very small to-do lists, things to do with my coaching and things to do with fun. And each day I write down three things that I want to get done for that day. Um, and really the reason that I do this is to make sure that I'm not spending all my time on chores. I'm not spending all my time on to-do lists. That there's time for me, there's time for fun, there's time for my goals. So for example, one of my goals today was um, to prepare for my podcast tonight. My other um, goal was to make sure to go shopping and my other goal was to connect with a friend. When I say goal, they're almost, they're tidbits to use, mm-hmm. but they link in with my goals. And also it stops that feeling of overwhelm because sometimes you can have so much going on in your head that when you actually plot it down, you can relax and you can say to yourself, okay, well, I got those things done. That's great. And tomorrow, what do I want to get done? Um, It might seem like a lot of work, but really it just settles me before I go to sleep. It helps me sleep better. It literally takes three minutes to do and um, it just then starts my day much more intentional as opposed to you know an overwhelm of all these things that I need to do brilliant I love it and I think it's about finding what works for you so for some people you know it might be writing down what you're grateful for writing down your goals writing down this that the other thing yeah um and I share what what my routine is on Instagram and it it changes every now and then um sometimes I add in things and try things but I think it's about finding what works for you, really, isn't it? And not not comparing yeah. yourself and saying, am I doing this right? You know, it's, it's about what's exactly. going to work for you yourself. Absolutely. And different things work at different times. Um, I once had a client who was so overwhelmed because she had so much self-care to do. So she was meditating all the time and she was journaling all the time and she was doing affirmations and her vision board. And it really defeated the purpose of what self-care is supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. And really, all those things, the morning routine and the exercise and the movement and um, gratitude, they're all parts of things. They're all things we put in our toolbox. So we take out different things at different times and different things are needed. And I'm the same as yourself, Ashley. I change things up all the time. I mean, sometimes things can get a little bit stale. um, Or sometimes I might hear something on a podcast and say, oh, you know, that's a really good idea. Um, and that's you know another thing about educating yourself find it out um you know using your social media for inspirational quotes and and motivational speakers reading for self-development podcast head talks there's an absolute wealth of knowledge now that we have right on our phones that there's so many ideas and use what works with you you'll connect with different people as well that um you know i know certainly there's some people out there who are very very um what would I say, like they're doing very well, they're very successful, but I don't connect with them necessarily. So find what works for you and um, and then tweak it. Exactly. And I like that idea of, of having a toolbox. So all of the yeah. ideas that you might come across on Instagram or from this podcast episode, there's plenty of ideas here and putting them in your toolbox and picking out the ones that work for you or trial and error, give it a go. Absolutely. That's not for yeah. me. And and it doesn't mean that you're wrong or someone else is right. It's about what works for you. And I think 
that's yeah. a really important message because I do get a lot of messages on Instagram about things like that when I share a morning routine how long would you spend on that and would you do this as well and and I I often don't like giving a response because it's you know it's it's up to the individual and it's about finding what works for you and what fits into your lifestyle if something is Absolutely. too long-winded for you and you can't prioritize the time for that much time in the morning for a routine then you know find what's going to fit into your five minute slot or whatever it is yeah absolutely I mean we could spend three or four hours doing all these plans and lists and to-do lists and gratitude and everything but maybe we could be more effective if we, if we were to condense that into 30 minutes and be really really intentional about the things that we need to do like there's no point in doing something that Ashley Daly does or Rachel Smith does if it's not going to serve you within your day exactly yeah so yeah. it's about using social media and using podcasts and using all of the ideas that you come across um in a smart way you know looking yeah. at what's going to work for you absolutely so rachel tell me what are your three healthiest habits my three healthiest habits i actually have loads i don't keep them all the time but um my first habit um and i suppose this is coming from a life coaching point of view as well but my number one habit for a happy lifestyle is gratitude. It's something that's absolutely so, so important. And it's something that got me through some of my darkest days, obviously after losing my brother. And I lost my grandparents as well, um, you know, in, in a, a very, very close period of time. And um, I bought a gratitude diary for myself back in 2017 and each evening I started jotting things in very 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 simple uh things like you know had a coffee today um went for a walk with the kids beautiful sunset sat out in the garden they weren't very big things they were very very basic things and uh, little did I know that in the March of that year that was when my brother died but I continued to keep up the diary and it made me look for the things, like I mentioned, that I have in my life. So when I was feeling down on the dumps, okay, I might be feeling very low, but I actually had, you know, a, a giggle um, with my husband or I had a really good conversation with my friend or I saw beautiful flowers or I bought myself bubble bath or whatever it is. So it's really about focus on what you have rather than what you don't have. And it changes how you see the world. So I would really recommend for anybody, I do gratitude in the evening time before I go to bed. Um, but it also makes you throughout the day. I mean, before we did this podcast, I mentioned to my son that I was doing it and he came in to me and he said, Mom, I'm really proud of you Aww, for doing that. And I know that that will go in my gratitude diary. So you're remembering things and you're taking the time to actually appreciate and savor the little things that are happening through your day. That's my first one. My second... My second um, healthy habit would be sleep and um, this is really really important um especially for me if i don't get eight hours sleep i'm not at my my best at all um and i try and go to bed around 10 o'clock definitely in the summer it has got later but i try and go go to bed between you know 10 half 10 and get up early in the morning and really um i just find that once it goes past 10 o'clock i'm lazing around I'm possibly eating unhealthy food I'm flicking around on tv and I'm doing things that don't really serve me and don't really make me feel good about myself 
social media is another one that you can get lost in um, before bedtime. So I make sure that I, I have my phone in my um, in my closet away from my bed. So I go to bed, I do my little bit of reading and I wake up early in the morning. So I try to say to myself, if I go to bed around 10, half 10, I get up at seven o'clock in the morning and I just feel so much more energetic to do my morning routine and I feel so much better about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the second one. And um, the third happy, or the, the third habit, a healthy habit that I believe is essential, is to educate yourself. Read books, continue to read books, develop yourself, listen to podcasts, educate yourself. If you're interested in something, find out about it. Go to the library, go to the bookshop. I just feel it just gives you so much energy. Um, and just a real, I suppose, joy, joy for life, really, you know, mixing with people and you look out for the role models, look out for the people that look like they're living their best life and have conversations with them. You know, what did you do at the weekend or where do you like to go on your holidays and just learn and be open to learning. So they will be my top three healthy habits. And I guess maybe they're not ones that you were probably looking for, but they're ones that make me feel really, really good about my life and make me feel excited waking up in the morning time. Brilliant. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, Great. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's good. And finally, Rachel, what is one quote that you'd pick that you you live by? Um, okay, so again, this is quite hard because I, I love quotes. But um, I suppose for myself, stepping out of the role of being a teacher for the past 16 years, which, and I continue to be a teacher, and into a new role as a life coach, something I always come back to is, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? I love it. And I just, I just love that quote because so many of us are afraid of getting it wrong, of messing it up, of looking stupid in front of our friends or our family. And absolutely, we can mess up, we can make mistakes, things can go wrong. But what if it succeeds? What if you do well? And what if you can live the life of your dreams? It's a great quote and it, it encourages us to take risk too, which is a really positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's been great to chat to you. Um, and I really enjoyed our chat. And I look forward to our next coaching session. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me on. And I really, really enjoyed sharing all of my tips and ideas with you. So um, that's great. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive for Life podcast with me, Ashlyn Daly and Rachel Smith, the coach. Make sure you check out Rachel on Instagram. She's at Rachel Smith Coaching or check out her website, rachelsmithcoaching.com. Rachel does one-to-one coaching sessions and she also does workshops. So make sure you keep an eye out on her website for any upcoming workshops. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review or a rating and make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Thank you.